Hey, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the matter is. Okay, and you think that I'm weird and I I do things weird. I was a little extra this time because we are going to be a little extra when we go see... I don't know. Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh, okay. I I didn't know what you were getting at. I I thought we were like doing... I thought it was something murder related. No. I get it. I get it now. Yeah, we got tickets for Justin Timberlake. Yeah, we're going to see JT. I haven't missed a tour yet. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yep. It's, it's, a, a, it's a personal achievement. This is as close as I can get to an in-sync tour, so yeah. I'm taking it. And I've been listening to JT songs so that I can like actually like know my shit when I get there. Because yeah. I'm not on your level. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will admit, like... I haven't, he hasn't been in my, like, current rotation, even though, like, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he hasn't really come out with anything until his new album, so it's right. like, you know March what? 15th is yep. when his new album yeah. drops, so, so. Yeah. So that's great. Exciting. Yeah. I, so we're going to go see him in Chicago. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think yeah. that'll be a fun girls trip. It will be. Matt might be there. Yep, then that's so. that's all good, though. Yeah, Matt's practically one of the girls. He is, and so. he's, like, going for protection. Yeah. He thinks and that's that we Matt, need. Matt's Molly's husband, for those yep. of you that may not know that. But, yeah. yeah, he's going to protect us in Chicago. Yep. Because he doesn't like Molly to be away. Unprotected. Unprotected. <laughs> he's such a good husband. It's good, though. Yeah. But, um, yep, so super looking forward to that. That's good. in June. Yep. So, so, yeah. How was your day? Good. Good day. Mm-hmm. Had a slow start to the morning, which is nice, yeah. on a Sunday. And then I took a little rest during Good. the middle of the day because Good. sometimes you just need to take a little rest. Yeah, you don't do that often, no. so I'm proud of you. Because I think sometimes your body's like, listen, bitch, I'm done. At, that my body did that yeah. today. And okay. I just, I was, I put away Keaton's laundry and I was like, I'm just going to lay in his bed for a bit. Oh, and I, I did that. that. Good for you. So, but yeah, okay. yesterday I was working on this case. <laughs> Oh, good. We got oh, more coughs. Sorry. Yeah, some of the cough is not gone. It yet. is not gone. Luckily, it's not as luckily. It's me talking yeah. this week, so you won't have to wonder if Ooh. she's gonna die. Yeah, but I, I mean, you might wonder that. I might have to get up and walk away again, like I did last week. But, but I will continue to talk, yeah. so it'll be okay. So sorry, everybody. but yeah, no, I took a little rest, and this week has been good. Um, but yeah, yeah, good. What about you? Well. I went to church this morning. You sure did. Uh, which is not in the norm for me. Yeah. And I actually took notes. They let you in, huh? They did. I was surprised by that. Um, but I'm not, okay, so I'm not like Satan or anything. No. But I'm not a churchgoer. Yeah. I just don't really care for religion. I was um, baptized a Lutheran, confirmed Catholic because, you know, why not? And then as I grew up, I just kind of was like, I'm not really interested in any of this. And I just have my spirituality. And I yeah. believe, honestly, I think John Bon Jovi's my God because the way people were at sure. church. No, listen, hear me out. Yeah. So at church, there's people, like, they'll be singing their songs. And people got up and they started putting their hands up. And they were, like, yeah. really feeling it. And my initial instinct is, I'm like, Shh. God, I wonder who's going to drink the Kool-Aid first. That guy. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, the only time I ever do that is at a Bon Jovi concert. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Right. They're, I'm like, religion is their, their, what they're feeling is what I feel at a Bon Jovi concert. It goes hand in hand, really. So who am yeah. I to judge? Yeah, I get it. So, but we did that. My um, my nephews, my nephew and my niece were dedicated into the church. I don't know what that means, but... That, that they belong what, now. That's what we were there for. Yep, the whole they family. Belong. Yep, the whole family got together. Uh, so my nephew Palmer, who's one, and my niece Faith, who's four. 
and maybe five now. She might be five now. I don't know. She's so tiny, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Anyway, but we went to church. We did that. And then afterwards, we went to the bar. The whole fam. As you do. Yep. And a we, Wisconsin family, that yep. is what you do. All the kids. Church and then the bar. Like eight kids in the bar and yep. our families. And we Just did a normal a, Sunday. It was Wisconsin. a meat raffle. Yeah. Some Bloody Marys. Yeah. It was great. Been, I Explain just, what a meat raffle is. I'm sure that that is oh, not a common thing. Yeah, I don't know. And it kind of probably sounds bad, too, Yeah. Especially when you're talking about a murder, co- yeah. murder podcast. So what is so a meat a raffle? Meat, meat raffle is really fun. So there's a freezer full of meat. And there's a big wheel. And what you do is they go around the room and you get a paddle. So there's, like, I think this one was 1 through 21 or something. So there's 21 people that can play each round. And they go around that you each, it's every other round you pretty much get to play. And you buy into it. And you buy into it. So it's like a dollar a paddle. And you grab a number. And you don't know what number you're going to get. But you get a number, then they spin the wheel. And if it lands on your number, you get uh, to pick a, a piece of meat. Yeah. Okay. So like I won a couple um, ribeyes. Um, my gr- dad won a couple tomahawks. Some friends won chicken. Like all sorts of sh- meat. Yeah. And then the second time for that same round, it's a free dr- a free drink. And I kid you not, I think my dad and my stepmom won every single round for free drinks because <laughs> oh, we were no. not leaving. Yeah. We were like, everyone's like, well, we got to use these up. So then we're, you know, drinking or whatever. But I mean, it was a long time. We were there for hours. But so that was fun. And then then they start doing the drawings for money. And that's when I came in and I ended up winning like 150 bucks. So that's awesome. I was pretty, pretty pleased with myself. Yeah. So it was fun. But it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about family. And meat. And meat. But so those of you that don't <laughs> Family have, first, meat second. I highly suggest that if you're not having meat raffles in your town, I want you to put one on. You can call me for advice. Open up your garage. Open up your garage. Put on a meat raffle. It has to be actual meat. No humans. Please. Yeah. Please. Let me just clarify. But <laughs> yeah. It was good times. Yeah. Good times by all. So I'm glad that you explained what a meat <laughs> raffle was because I'm sure in certain parts of the country, they probably don't do meat raffles. Odd. I bet you in different parts of the country they do it. They just have different meat, like giraffe or something. Well, maybe. Maybe. I, that would be different do parts of the eat world. Giraffe? That would be different parts of the world, not country, I think. Oh, yep. I see what I said there. I, see what I, I don't think there. they're doing that in, like, I don't know, like yeah. Iowa or I did, something. I, I see what I did there. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. Anyway. So, you know what? We're just uh, a couple weeks away from our. No. Is it a week? Two. Two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks Not away. Not this Friday, the following yeah, Friday from already. from our live show, guys, in Milwaukee. Yikes. It's going to be a good time. Here we go. It's going to be a good turnout. The, the time is a flying. Yep, we got, I've already picked up a bunch of the raffle prizes for the for that part of it. And uh, there's a Q&A and um, uh, trivia. Yep, and we're going to do trivia. some trivia. There's trivia. It's going to be five questions of serial kill tri- trivia and five questions of podcast trivia. So... Make sure you're studying up on the things. Yeah. All the, all the so, serial killers and... And all the weird shit we say. Yeah. Because it's all stuff I'm pulling from our previous episodes. It'll be fun. So. But yeah. So that's coming up on the 16th. Get your tickets if you haven't. They are on our website and on our Facebook and Instagram. They're yep. everywhere. So yep. hope to see you guys there. It'll be a good time. Um, yeah. That's all I have for pretty much updates. Yeah. Um, oh, we had that post about our January numbers, I know. Oh, yeah, gosh, golly gee. Yeah. We are f- over 4,000 a month at this point, 4,000 downloads a month. You guys, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. amazing. It, it's just like, you guys, I feel like I just said, like, not too long ago, it yeah. was 3,000. So 
Thank you. Yep. And, and wow. the most popular episode of January was episode 48, the New Year's Eve massacre. So. Yeah. And that was a good one. Yep. So. People yeah. like people a family love, massacre. People lo- love a good family massacre. Apparently yeah. they like to share it with their family. My dad said again today, he was like, how do I listen to your podcast? I go, dad, I have set Spotify up on your phone. I and set- literally go to Facebook and click the link. And I, and I set up iHeartRadio and his Alexa. Yep. And I'm like, you literally could say to Alexa, play yeah. Home is Where the Murder yeah. Is. And it would play it. And it would do it. And he does. He it cannot be easier. No. Technology really nowadays, but ladies he, and gents. I have to tell you, though, real quick. So at that meet raffle today, yeah. he was talking about our podcast. Because even though he hasn't listened to it, he's very proud of us. That's very sweet. I love that. So he was telling people about how I talked about the poop incident. Oh, on, yeah. That's good. On, uh, was it Black Friday? He yep, brought, yep, he, yep. he brings that up. Oh, she talks on her podcast about poop. Oh, tell him about the time that you got diarrhea trying to get me a gift. <laughs> and like, I'm well, like, Dad, let me tell him. I'm like, so great. Yeah. Here we go. And actually, it was one of our new clients that oh, I got to tell that story to today. Good. So, Yay. Mm-hmm. He's very, he's excited to work with us. He's like, oh, I'm, I've made a great choice. Yep, yep. So that was, I'm like, all right, well, we're doing this. Yeah. But, so it's, yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Yeah. We're, this whole podcast thing's great. So you guys have been amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. It's been awesome. So I'm having a nice time. Yeah. I'm enjoying so, it. I'm enjoying my time. Yeah. Well, what do you got for us today, Mal? Okay. So this was suggested to us <gasps> on our Facebook page. That's why I thought that you knew what I was Wait, doing. Which one is it? It's the murder of Judith Barcy. Okay. Oh, is this the the Fern Gully? Not Fern Gully. Oh, I don't know that. But cartoon one, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Whatever. You just talk and yes. I'll listen. Oops, so was... yeah, this was suggested to us. Um, maybe yeah, and I'll look it up who quick did it too. Maybe I can look it up super quick. You know, because this is well, we get. I mean, we get a lot of suggestions, which I really appreciate. Sometimes they come through the Facebook. Sometimes they come through email. Sometimes they come through Messenger. It's yeah. kind of hard to keep track of them at this point. But I I mean, keep it up, guys. And if you don't hear your episode, check in with us because we'll get to it. It's just, yeah, you know, we, we're getting a so bunch of them. this was suggested to us by, let me get to it, by Cindy Hamilton. Cindy Hamilton. Where is Cindy from? Can you see where she's, where Cindy's from? I can see if it shows. Um, Stalk her real quick. Not within the group. I can't click through it. I have to click out. Oh, like, shucks. Okay. Well, Cindy, Cindy Hamilton. Cindy Hamilton. Pachetti. Pachetti. What? If I'm saying her last name oh, right. Oh, that's her. Like, can it's hyphenated. Yeah. Oh. oh, I know this case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, no, you can't, you can't see it. Oh, you can? Where? Yeah, I'll show you how to do this later. She's from Ontario. Oh, Ontario. She's Thank you. She's from Russell, Ontario. The guy I'm dating is named Russell. Wow, I'm look sorry. at these Whoa. links. Like, I'm not dating him. I'm just talking to him. Okay. Oh, look at her cute baby. Yeah. That's anyway, her profile picture. You guys, thanks, Cindy. Yeah. From Russell, Ontario. So, I hadn't actually, like, heard of this case. So, like, no. as soon as I, like, looked at it. I was like, oh, gosh, I have to do this. So well, we love our Disney movies. Yeah. Is this a Disney movie? Um, These actually were not Disney movies. Oh, okay. Well, it was with my Disney collection. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they all, like, were bunched together in those, like, plastic VHS yep, yep. tapes, Good you know? times. Yes. So, anyway, so thank you, Cindy. So this is the murder of Judith Barcy and her mother, Maria. Okay. Okay. So... 
like I was saying, I don't usually take a case that was suggested and like move it to the top of my list. But when I saw this case, that's basically had to do with so much of my childhood and how tragic it was. I knew that I had to cover it. Okay. So Judith Barcy's name might not like ring a bell in your head immediately. Right. You might not know what that is. But let me bring this up. And I'm sure as soon as I do this, this might. Right. Let me get to hopefully this. Oh, oh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do the. Just let me pause. Let me mute that. Let me play that. So we don't want to hear the ad. But so Judith Barcy, like I said, you might not like know that name immediately. I don't. I didn't know who you were talking about right. when we got here. So. Okay. Everyone's just waiting for it. I know. Allison, Sorry. Allison right now is getting pissed. Yep, that is what So that is Judith's little voice. So she played Ducky in The Land Before Time. Oh, Ducky! The yep, yep, yep. yep. That's Judith's voice. Oh, so, yeah. gosh. So she was also the orphan Anne Marie in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Such a great movie. So while those two roles were some of her largest and most recognizable, and she was 10 years old when she recorded those, she had quite the career already going for her before that. But let's start at the beginning of what was the American dream that turned into such a tragedy. This case does involve the abuse and death of a child. So if you're not in the mind space to hear about that, this is not the episode for you. Maria and Joseph. So it's Joseph, but I'll probably accidentally say Joseph, but it's Joseph. Because we're, so we're from Wisconsin. Right. So his name, the her father's name is spelled J-O-Z-S-E-F. So okay. Joseph. Yep. Um, had fled to the United States as immigrants from Hungary separately during the 1956 Soviet occupation and met well in L.A. Um, in, so separately. So they did not know each other when they fled here. They both came from hard lives, and Yosef came from a more industrial background. So just know that. He didn't open up and talk about the early years of his life, but when he did, he would get very upset, and it would quickly turn into rage. People who knew him learned not to ask much about anything because he had such a temper and he would basically almost attack him. He would always say that he had no family and he came from no one. So this guy had some major trauma and for sure carried that with him and took it out on others around him. So did that ever come out what what his traumas were? Is it just no? He didn't talk about his past. He didn't talk about his family. His he. His mom would say that he was a bastard child. Like he just That's so sad. had an awful upbringing. Like for I it mean, to be, it had to have been that bad yes. for him to be that way. Yes, and it's I mean, bad. again, you feel bad for the child oh, for sure. of him. Yeah, but like what he does later in life, you do not feel right. bad for no. him. But like how his upbringing was, you feel bad for, for that sure. child of for him. Sure. Yeah. So it you try to separate that a little bit yeah. like you hear in other cases but you always too feel like they don't get a chance and that's right. why they end up doing what they do so. yes and that I, you know and i i 100% feel like he was abused he was probably yeah. neglected he was oh. you know told he was worthless you know oh, yeah. you know so he had an awful upbringing so one time he attacked a man after a night of drinking with a 2 by 4 when he thought the man was making fun of his accent so he definitely 
had a had an a uh, heavy Hungarian accent, and he did not like people making fun of that. People would say of him that it didn't really matter what the case was. If he was drinking enough, he would attack anyone, and he wouldn't even need a reason. He even attacked a middle schooler once when the child asked him to repeat himself because he thought that the child was being disrespectful by asking him to repeat himself. And it was just because the child probably couldn't understand sure. him because of his accent. Right. So he didn't care who it was, and he loved to tell stories of the fights he had gotten into, too. So this guy really was kind of in his younger, like, you know, adult life, a piece of shit, basically. So hopefully it. Yeah. He didn't care who he fought and attacked, man, woman, or child. He really just loved to brag about it, too, to anyone that would listen. He even claimed to have killed a man one time with only one punch and served time for it in New York. There's really no records of this. Yeah. It was kind of like a tall tale that he liked to, sure. you know, talk about, like, as he's out drinking, like, oh, I killed a guy one time with one punch, you know, kind of a thing. Sure. As people do, you know. But that's what, I, that's what I do. I don't. Robin always tells it. She has that same story, actually. You know what? Isn't that one, punch one punch down. Bitch was gone. Yeah. One punch yep. Robin, I call her. Yep. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> one punch. I kind of love that. One punch Robin. Can we try that down a Driftless one yeah. time? Yeah. Okay. Watch out for her. So, but he actually, the only thing that really was on his record was he was arrested for drunk driving three different times. Jeez. So, was he from Wisconsin? I mean, so he didn't like to drink. So. Yosef met Maria in L.A. at a bar while she was working. At first, he seemed kind of mysterious, dark and handsome, kind of had like that bad boy kind oh, of yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. there's something kind of about that, right? Yep. And he was paying for his drinks in $100 bills, which oh, like hey. in the area that she was working, people didn't have that kind of money. Yeah. So like he was trying to give that impression that he was like some sort of big shot and that he could sweep her off her feet. He was playing this game, right? Yeah. So eventually they did start a relationship. They both had been married before, and they felt like it was destiny that they were to meet. And this was a bar that a lot of Hungarian immigrants kind of went to. So they really felt like, you know, they'd been married before. This this was like their destiny to meet. For sure. Um, and Yosef worked as a plumber, and plumbers made good money. So yeah, ask my dad how that goes. Yeah, right. So I mean, a Hungarian plumber. Who doesn't want a Hungarian plumber? That they make the best money. That's the one thing your dad doesn't have. See, he's not Hungarian. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, you're, that's what you're holding out for. Yeah. So, so yeah. A short time later, they got married. Maria thought the world of him and bragged about him to all of her friends constantly. Um. So during this time, he loved to spoil Maria with what he earned. And less than a year after they were married, they had their first and only daughter together, Judith. She was born on June 6, 1978. While Judith was growing up, Maria knew that she was special and saw something in her and felt like she could be a star. She wanted to live this American dream and just kind of wanted to push her to be like the best that she could be. So... Maria's brother, Joseph Weldon, recalls that Maria taught Judith to have perfect posture, to carry herself, to be polite, and to talk without an accent. But he also told her that it was like a 1 in 10,000 shot that Judith would actually make it in Hollywood. Unfortunately, after Judith was born, Joseph's behavior began to change. He was always an angry drunk, drunk, and as you can guess, he was kind of abusive towards Maria because of this, as you can tell from his past behavior. After Judith was born, though, he wasn't always um, angry 
just towards his, he was always seemed angry towards his wife, though, according to friends and neighbors. Um, and he didn't have to just be drinking anymore. It could be when he was completely sober. He would call her names, talk about her appearance, and just be mean to her right in front of other people. And it was no longer behind closed doors only. And if she would fight back and leave, he would then physically attack her. Jeez Louise. He would slap her, hit her, and then also strangle her until she would almost lose, lose consciousness. So not only would he do this, he would also brag about how he would do this to his wife. Again, he liked to talk Jesus. a big game. He just liked to tell yeah. these stories about what he would do. Man, he wouldn't make it in today's culture. You cannot no. brag about beating up your wife. No, this is different now. Thank, Thank God, thankfully. right? Friends of his would say that she would start arguments on purpose to try to get him to hit her, and no one would ever step in to help or defend her, too. Wait, why would she want to do that? Right. There's, that doesn't make any sense. No. Why would she want him to hit her? So, like, his, like, good friends. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, oh she had it coming. That's the dumbest shit you could come up right. with. Right, exactly. So, people were scared of Yosef and his reputation. He would continue to hit and abuse her, often while she was holding Judith in her arms, too. Jesus. Yeah. And he would say that he would kill her and Judith. Sometimes he would say he would kill just Judith and then kill himself. Okay. So, so to leave Maria right. without so, the two yeah. things that, you know, yeah, that to leave loves. her alone. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So he's Sorry, sweet, I'm using sweet a lot guy. Of Jesus today because yeah. I went to church. You went to church. You heard it a lot. Yep. So, yeah, sweet guy. Sweet guy, this guy. Sadly, the abuse wasn't only directed towards Maria. He would also abuse Judith, too. A neighbor recalls one time when Judith had got a kite as a gift, and Yosef walked up to Judith, took the kite from her, and then she began to cry, asking for it back. He then turned to the neighbor, saying that she was acting like a spoiled brat that couldn't share, and Judith kept asking for it back, saying that she didn't want him to break it. Then he broke it right in front of her. So he was just like, kind of like manipulative, like, you know what I mean? He was just rude, like mean, like he was just... Absolutely. Yeah. Just terrible. Just being mean. And like the neighbor neighbors saw his yeah. behavior too. Like they saw what kind yeah. of man he was. Yeah. Like he wasn't Awful. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maria was determined though to get Judith discovered. Like she like again, I'm she saw she didn't try to get away from this guy. I mean, I get it was the times or whatever. It was the like, times and just like I, I think too it was a little bit of a culture thing. Yeah. I think that had something to do with it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there a little bit later there there is some of that. Okay. So but Maria was determined to get Judith discovered. She took her to every audition she could, networked with whoever she could, and kept working with her daughter all the time to make sure that she was the best little actress that she could be. Finally, one day at an ice skating rink, it happened. She had taught her to ice skate because that was a skill that, you know, yeah, could sure. be used out. In, it's a skill I don't have. It's a skill I don't have. Definitely. Nope. I would fall right on my butt. But you know what? As an actress, that might be a skill that you might need. So Maria had heard that it was a popular rink for shows. And so she taught Judith how to skate in hopes that she might be discovered there. Well, it worked. She told her daughter to act like she was having a great time to skate around the rink, to smile and laugh loudly, you know, to put on a little show to be... You know, the cute little thing that she was. And she was adorable. Judith was a cute little girl. Like, she wasn't, like, the typical, like, um, blonde little thing. Like, she was just a cute little tiny 
I don't know, like, if you see pictures of her, she looked adorable. Like, yeah. she was a cute little girl. Um, she was discovered, finally, in 1983 at the age of five and a half. So, and her agent, Ruth Hansen, described her as a happy, bubbly little girl. Okay. So, she was finally discovered. Yay. It worked. Good. So, it was awesome. So, Judith's first role was in Fatal Vision. It was a miniseries about a father that went on to kill his family. Oh, that's eerie. Isn't that? That's very eerie. Eerie and like, like, yeah. And but she did like her first role. Like it was amazing that like she did such a great job. And like everyone that worked with her just talked about how well and remarked at how polite and courteous she was. And at that age, at like five and a half, six, like that just didn't happen much. She quickly booked more and more shows and lots of commercials in her first year of work. So good. she did so good for, like, being who she was right away. Like, what her mom had taught her to do really paid off. Good. Everyone was so impressed with how Judith worked, her work yeah. ethic, and how polite and courteous she was. So in her first year of work, she brought in over $100,000 okay. at, like, Six years old. That's amazing. And in today's money, that would be over about $250,000. Good for her. So, awesome. Dang. Yeah. So with that money, she helped her family buy a three-bedroom house at 22100 Mikhail Street in Chattahooga Park neighborhood in the western edge of the San Fernando Valley. So oh, she did hell it. Of a, hell of an address. I know. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And I said it, blah, blah, blah. So she would go on to book shows. So she, over the next couple of years, she would be, she was in a lot of shows, but she would do like episodes here and there. It's not like she was like in these shows, like as like a long actor, like she was in the shows, like for a season or whatever, she would be in like shows here and there for these shows. So like she's in a couple episodes here and there for Cheers, Growing Pains, the Love Boat, Punky Brewster, The Twilight Zone, Nat's Landing, State Elsewhere, and more along with a few movies. And she was in over 70 commercials My in her God, time acting. that's amazing. Yeah, so in her few years that she actually acted, she worked a lot. And she was getting booked because people were just so impressed with how oh, she was. Oh, that's amazing. So, so this little girl was the moneymaker for the family. The one providing for the family. And I bet you can guess that how, how that made her abusive alcoholic father feel. Probably like a pile of shit, which yeah. he was. <clears throat> Anytime anyone brought up how well his daughter was doing, he would get angry and violent. Obviously, he felt like he should be the one that was supporting the family, not his little daughter. Well, then daughter. maybe he shouldn't be such a pile of shit. Right. And it's not like he wasn't working, but like yeah. she was like providing. Like she was making tons of money like she was out there you know what i mean like she was the one bringing in like the main money so this is when more abuse of judith started unfortunately he would pull her hair and then hit and slap her this was his way of disciplining her because she was spoiled in his eyes he even threw pots and pans at her one time and hit her in the face and made her nose bleed. Oh, my gosh. He would then try to apologize by buying her things. Um, one thing that they brought up that he bought her was a little pink TV for her room. Ugh. I would rather you just didn't abuse your daughter than right. give her things. Like, come on. Right. A friend of Yosef's named Peter remembers that he told him hundreds of times that he wanted to kill his wife. 
I try to calm him down. I tell him, if you kill her, what will happen to your little one? He says that Joseph's response was chilling. According to um, Peter, he said, I'd got to kill her too. Oh my God, this guy's crazy. Yeah. So, so he's hundreds. So talking about this. Yeah, hundreds of times he'd say, I, I have to kill my family. And no one said, hey, Marie, you need to get the hell out of here? Yeah. What is wrong with people? I And like, I... I and this guy has a, he's violent towards his family too. It's not like, not that it, you should ever yeah. say that, but like this guy is violent. Like, and it's, no, it's no secret. Right. So I can't believe people just stood by and allowed all this to happen. Exactly. I don't know. You're all shitty people if you were a part of this. I hope right. you're listening. I'm sure you're not, but I'm so mad right I now. I bet they all are. So Judith did tell others about her father's abuse, like her agent Ruth and other actors she worked with. Sometimes she would show up to work covered in bruises and scratches from her father. Oh, my God. When she was eight years old, she said, I'm afraid to go home. My daddy is miserable. My daddy is drunk every day, and I know he wants to kill my mother. And no one did anything. The people who worked with her couldn't believe what they were hearing, but they also didn't know what they could do. Are I you mean, kidding me? I mean, go to Are the police. Are you kidding me? I you know. Go to the police, you could be like, cool, you and your mom can come live with me. Right. Anything? Are you serious? There were people that offered them. Offered? To come. I would have picked them up and I put know. them over my shoulder and been like, this "You're not." This little girl was like tiny too. So she, when she was in fourth grade, she was like three foot eight. Like she was tiny. Like, Unbelievable. Take her. Uh, take put her, her in your pocket. Be like Marie, you're coming with. Sorry. Like yeah. End, end of story. I know. I know. This is. I just. I can't. It's so sad. I can't. It's so sad. They. they oh, I'm getting pissed. Here we go. They had only ever seen Maria. Yosef had never came to, came to the set ever to see his daughter work either. They told Maria to leave him, that it was only a matter of time until he would actually kill her since he had no problem hitting Judith. But Maria told them that they couldn't. Ugh. It's that cycle of abuse. I know. I, I know. It's it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, just do it. But I we know. know. We know. How this but is. it makes me so angry. It makes us so sad and so angry because we know the outcome of this. We know what happens. And but it's so sad. And there's so many women that are in this right I know. now. And it makes me so mad because it's like, I just want to, if I knew, I wanna, I'd want i be like, let's go. Let's get let's out of here. Let's go. Come, yeah. come live with us. Like, yeah. I know. I, w- I wish that there was so much more that we could do because there's so many people going through the same thing yeah. right now. It's mm-hmm. so sad. So when... Judith flew to the Bahamas to film Jaws, The Revenge. Yosef threatened his daughter with a knife. If you decide not to come back, I will slit your throat, he said to a frightened nine-year-old little Judith. Oh, what a dick. You yeah. decide not... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. So Yosef also would go as far to hide a telegram from a family member of Maria's from Hungary because a family member passed away so that she wouldn't travel back home with Judith because I'm sure he was afraid that she would never come back. So. What a monster. So she never even knew that like a family member passed away of hers. One of Judith's co-workers even offered up their home as a safe place to go, but Maria refused. The thought of leaving would make it all worse, she said. And I get the fear part of it. I do. I, I mean, I put myself in their shoes there. I'd be probably be afraid to leave too. Yeah. But what other, like, I know. It's like, to the, and like, which, and the thing is, there's nothing in the world that Maria loved that more than Judith either. So it's I know, like, but that's part of the I know. Problem, and it's, it's like, like, you're there, you're putting your daughter in I front know. of this danger all the time. Mm-hmm. And the other option is, 
he's going to kill you regardless. You either stay there and wait for him to kill you or you leave and try to get safety. I know. And it just sucks that he was so good at scaring them. Yeah. That staying was what they thought the safe. And like you look option. at you look at little Judith and like you know how to. scared she was. I don't Ugh. want to. I'm mad at you. I know. I'm sorry. That's good. Finally, in December of 1986, Maria called the cops on Yosef after he strangled her that night. She also told them about the long history of abuse towards her and Judith. But the police said there were no physical signs of abuse. And didn't, Yeah. And they didn't investigate anything. Maria said that she hoped the police would save both her and Judith by taking Yosef to jail, but they didn't seem to care what had happened. So wait a second. So they called the police. Yep. Police they came there and they left without taking him. Yep. So they left this abusive son of a bitch. Yep. With the woman that just called the cops on him. Yep. I want their names. Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. That's fucked up. So she did try. She called. She finally got the nerve to call yeah. the cops and on they him. did nothing for and her. And they did nothing Is, for her. Are their names public? I mean, it was 1986. I don't know what I'm kind of a, records we can unreal. find. Unreal. But. It, but, I mean, you know how hard it was probably for her to call the cops? 100%, yeah. You know how hard she probably got... Um, Dude, the 80s cops were awful. And L.A. Well, like, look at Dahmer even. Even in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, same 80s, 90s cops. So, like, they probably just didn't want to deal with these immigrants. Oh, too. That's, you know what I mean? It's just fucked up. Yeah. Makes so, so she mad. finally got the nerve to call them. And they did nothing. And they did nothing And they for left her. him. Oh. And they just left. Be like, there's nothing we can do. Have a good night. Unreal. And he had just strangled her. And she's like, Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm furious. Yeah. I. This is unreal. I can't So the it. only thing from that, which is which is kind of strange. So speaking of cops. Speaking of cops, can you guys hear the sirens outside our... Here they come. They're, they're like, Robin's mad. Robin's mad. So strangely, however, the police coming did something to Yosef, and he said it was a wake-up call kind of to him. So he stopped drinking for a while and changed his ways a bit. The abuse stopped a little. He tried to become a better husband to Maria and a father to Judith. Kind of. Okay. Okay. Obviously, we know this doesn't stick. But, okay. But even though he was no longer abusing them, he was still threatening to kill them often. Oh, nice. So, I mean, mean, not really a win, right? So he would constantly complain about Maria still, saying she didn't keep the house up and that she wasn't good enough um, and that she was so stubborn and couldn't get over the fact that she was an abused person that she that he had strangled her. If he's so her. unhappy with her, then just leave her. Right. So he would bring people over and be like, oh, look at the house. She doesn't keep it up. And like he would just like put her down all the time. Oh, I hate this man. And it was also during this time that he started to cheat on Maria as well. And that he would start buying these other women expensive gifts like he did in the beginning yeah. of the relationship with Maria. Then run off with one of your little right. whores. Like, leave, right. leave them alone. Yeah. So, so, in, like, so going back to Judith a little bit, one reason that Judith was booking so much was that she was so small for her age. So when she was 10, she was still playing girls that were like seven or eight. Oh, really? Because she was so, yeah. so little for her age. Dr- casting directors loved her. Since she had so much experience and she was easier to work with and direct, since she could play kids that were like three years right, or younger, absolutely. and and she could actually like listen and because right. they didn't want to work with like seven year olds well, yeah, and they could work you? with her that she was ten, right? Of course. But Jew's small size was a bit worrying, and she started to take a growth hormone to help her grow too. Okay. So she never really ended up growing above 
size three foot eight. Oh, wow. Because, yeah. 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 So, okay. but it was also around this time that the stress of her home life was finally beginning to be too much for Judith to handle, too. She started to pull out all her own eyelashes and also her cat to whiskers. So it was like her coping mechanism. The cat? Yeah. Poor kitty. I mean, I understand the eyelash thing. I think she I, she must have just been like. Yeah, because my niece does did yeah. that. I don't think she does it anymore, but she did that for a while there. When yeah. It was a coping mechanism for her. And that makes sense. I might, I don't, the cat seems weird. Yeah, yeah. So she also began to hoard food and binge eat it, and then she would get sick and throw up. So she started to, like, put on a little weight. Yeah. Um, But her agent finally realized something was going on when at one of her auditions, that was normally no problem for Judith. Like, she would nail her auditions all the time. She just began to cry out of nowhere when she was given some direction because she was just so overwhelmed. She And then she also became kind of nonverbal, and she couldn't continue the audition, which had never happened before to her. Oh, too like, bad. she just yeah. couldn't do it. Oh, man. It's, it's sad to hear the stress of her yeah, life. Yeah, she just, just got... Because, you know, with Hollywood and everything, yeah. that is obviously And, like, this had happens. never happened to her. Like, she, she, she had done yeah. lots of auditions. Like, this was yeah. no problem, but she just, it, like, she got overwhelmed. It's like, the, it's like the Britney Spears of children. Seriously. Her agent, R- Ruth is her agent's name, told Maria that she should take Judith to a child psychologist, and Maria did. After a few sessions, Ruth asked the doctor how it was going, and the doctor told her that she was so horrified with what Judith had told her that they had to report it to child services. Oh, no. So then a social worker met with Maria and Judith to come up with a plan. They realized that Maria couldn't ask Joseph for a divorce, so he would most because he would most likely become violent and possibly worse. Yeah. That would probably send him over the edge. Sure. Maria decided to rent a small apartment with Judith in Panorama City, which was closer to where Judith worked, and start moving their stuff there slowly, a few items a day so that Joseph wouldn't notice. Okay. She told him that they were at the studio working when they were at their new place. It was like during the day sure. they would stay there. And then they would come back home and just sleep at their home at okay. night. They started doing this in May, and then by end of June, most of their stuff was moved into their new place. Okay. It was then that the social worker said it would make sense for Maria to make a clean break since their items were all moved out. Yeah. But Maria said that she couldn't. She told her friends that she loved her home and that there were still things there that she loved that she couldn't take with her, like pictures and like their bed. Like yeah, there were still that, sentimental but like, things. Come on. If she took those items, she, he, if she took those items, Yosef would know that she had moved out, and she didn't think that it was fair that he got to keep all those items that she wanted. True, I agree, but w- right, take your lo- battles here, ma'am. Right. So Maria and Judith kept going back and forth for another month between the apartment and the house. So, on July twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight, there was a fire at their house. Uh oh. Once the fire was finally put out, a tragic scene was found inside. Uh-oh. In her canopy bed was Judith, having been shot one time in her sleep at the age of 10. Oh, my gosh. Maria was also found dead, but lying in the hallway. Police surmised that Maria heard the gunshot in Judith's room and ran out to go and save her daughter, where she was then shot in the hallway. They actually believed that both Judith and Maria were killed a few days before on July 25th, 
So Yosef spent two days inside by himself with their dead bodies, just kind of walking around, figuring out. Yep, walking around, figuring out what he was going to do. Judith was last seen riding her bike the morning of Monday, July 25th. Ruth, Judith's agent, had called on July 25th when Judith missed an appointment, and Yosef answered and told her that a big car came and picked up Judith and Maria and took them to San Diego. Tuesday night, the 26th, Ruth called again. Once again, Yosef answered and told her that he had decided to move out of the home for good, but was planning on staying there to say goodbye to Judith when they got home from San Diego. These were all lies. They were already dead. Yeah. On the morning of July 27th, Yosef poured gasoline all over Judith and Maria. He had told people that he was actually saving this gas for their murders previously. Jesus. Yep. And then set the house on fire. The inside was completely demolished, but the structure of the house was fine. Okay. Um, Next, he walked into the garage and shot himself in the head. Their neighbor... Eunice Daly stated that she heard a gunshot around 8.30 a.m. on July 27th, prompting her to call the police, and that was Yosef shooting himself. What a fucking coward. Yep. He couldn't deal with it. He was that kind of a what person. What a fucking coward. You talk this big game about killing your family, yep. Yep. and then you do it and you kill yourself? Yep. Oh. Yep. Some people believe that he found out the, about the apartment and realized he was losing control over the two people he had control over for so long, and he couldn't handle it. Others also believe that he just couldn't handle that his daughter was more successful, living that American dream and supporting the family, and that was his job, and he was failing at it, and she was succeeding. So it was, there's no doubt that Judith would have gone on to have a long and wonderful career. Her last two films that she did, she never got to see. Oh. They were The Land Before Time, where she voiced the cheerful dinosaur Ducky, whose famous line is, yep, 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 which you heard mm, yep. at the beginning. Yep, yep, yep. That line is inscribed on her tombstone at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Aww. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. The second movie is All Dogs Go to Heaven. She never got to see All Dogs Go to Heaven. That was such a big role, too. Yep. Where she played Anne-Marie, an orphan that could talk to animals. In an interview, Don Bluth, the director of both The Land Before Time and All Dogs Go to Heaven praised her as an absolutely astonishing. Blue stated that he intended to feature her exclusively in his future productions. Oh. The final song of the film, Love Survives, is dedicated to Judas memory. Oh my gosh. I mean, we grew up watching those two movies and I, know. I never knew this. I know. So oh. these are Judas Farsi's last recorded lines in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. You just broke me. No, sorry. So I am like <laughs> that is the set. I'm never gonna be able to watch that movie again. Ever. I know. I know. Those were her last recorded goodbye, lines. I love you. Yeah. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> I'm really pissed at you right now. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> sorry. Um. So shoot, shoot. So and the director of those movies was planning on having her in all her 
having her in all his future movies. He just loved working with her. I mean. It's poor girl. I know. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Okay, so tell me some good news. Um, The house. Let's talk about the house. Okay. That's how we end things, right? Sorry. It's fine. Um, so I told you the address already. I'm not going to repeat it because it's quite a mouthful. It's estimated. Um, it's a three-bed, two-bath, little over 2,000-square-foot house. It was built in 1960. It was last sold in April of 2022 for $985,000, and it's estimated now to be worth a little over a million dollars. Okay. So the previous owners... Um, were the Bernal family who purchased the property in 2001 for $272,000. So quite a large increase there. Um, In 2020, the house was featured on the reality TV show Murder House Flip, which renovates in famous houses. During the show, they stated that their house might be haunted because they felt cold spots and a dark presence inside of it. The garage door would also open and close by itself, they said. Well, that makes sense. Take that as you will. Got killed in the garage. Yep. So. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I know you don't believe in it, but I do. Yep. But. So that is the tragic murder of Judith Barcy and her mother, Maria. We can't forget about Maria. I know that they, this is always talked about as the murder of judith but maria yeah, was maria also for sure oh, she she so was awful. just a mother that yep. was trying her best too. yeah oh for sure so they both deserved a hell of a lot better they sure did so oh, man that is that's yeah an awful story it's awful it's so sad and like i said judith would have went on to be a great little actress yeah. and continued on and done some amazing things i think so yeah well you ruined my day i'm so sorry <laughs> probably ruined a lot of people's days i know that that's a really sad so when I listen to a podcast of this one, they play that. I'm like, I'm going to make some people cry. Too. Yeah, you made me cry. So I'm mad. Anyway, thank you uh, for that suggestion. Cindy, was it? Cindy. So that was great, Cindy. Um, Robin's really happy right now. Really pleased with you. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> no, you, but no, there was, it's, that's what we do. <clears throat> we, that's what we do. We just, I just, that one really, that one really yeah. hurt me. So. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to pull myself together here and uh, get get out of everyone's hair. But thank you for listening to get out of everyone's hair. I don't know. She doesn't I'm, even know what to say. Right I don't now. really know what to say. I'm like still crying and I'm a I mess know. and I don't want to be crying. Osef was a piece of shit. He was a there it is. Bring me back to my roots. He was a piece of shit. That guy should have just shot himself and shot himself. Things. Like if you, you're that fucking terrible human being, just yep. go in the garage and shoot yourself. Leave your family alone. Let so, let your little girl live. But. But. Well, I hope he's rotten in hell. So he is good. Um, so I yes, be sure to check out our Facebook page, "Home is Where the Murder Is." I saw we got a couple new members recently, which is nice. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, if you do have a case suggestion, we can take that on Facebook, or you can email us at home is where the murder is at gmail dot com, or you can go through our website as well. Yep. And that's about all I have. So. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, have an awesome week, everybody. And we will see you next Monday. Make it amazing. Bye. Bye.